0: <laughs> he did the monster mash. The monster
1: mash. It was a
0: graveyard smash. He did the mash. It got on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster. Mash.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to your favorite one-stop shop for true crime stories, horror news, and real-life tales of the unexplained. Monsters at Midnight, brought to you by the Zima Podcasting Network. As always, we are going to be on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and you can check us out on Zema Podcasting Network.com. All of our shows, all of our episodes, all the other hot, creamy content shot into your face by the Zema Podca- Podcasting Network <laughs> is going to be available on the website. <laughs> I'm your host, your favorite escaped madman, loose on the airwaves, terrorizing your eardrums, Matt Schaefer. The one that you know oh so, so well, ridiculing every time I fumble my fucking words, <laughs> giggling like a deranged madwoman herself. That's true. Jolynn Dormady, how are you tonight?
1: Ah, you said my name right. That's a surprise.
2: That's well, the high. bit is ruined now. Yeah. It'd be like lame <laughs> if I was like last week. I'm going to say your name wrong every time. <laughs> Jasmine and Jasmine Domestic. Jasmine Domestic. <laughs> And we have a new voice laughing into the mic. You may know them. You may have seen them around the Milwaukee area. We have Sylvia Nix.
3: Oh, hey, Milwaukee, how's it going? Perfect. <laughs> yeah.
2: We got Sylvia Nix on the podcast tonight, and of course, our producer, the Mad Doctor himself, flipping the knobs, pulling flipping the switches, knobs. coursing electricity through the veins
3: of the podcast.
2: <laughs> Fucking, I can't watch you jerk off out of my peripheral. You are
3: (laughs) just enticing me now. (laughs) Nailed all of my kinks in a minute. It's it's Graham, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can't hear him
2: because he's not a coffee cup slamming on the table. It's still October, and we've got Sylvia Nicks on the podcast. We are amped, and you should be, too. So do us a favor. Like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. And come visit me and Lynn weekly, Mondays, 5 to 9 at Sabbatic in Walkers Point. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for some horror movie trivia. JoLynn is behind the pine. I'm usually pining for attention, and no one has a good time as a result. So, (laughs) bolt your doors. Fuck. Lock your doors. Bolt your (laughs) windows, and turn out the lights. Monsters at motherfucking midnight continues to ride deep into October Sylvia Nix, right? how are you tonight?
3: Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys? Living
2: the dream. Honestly. I'm super
3: excited to be here. Good.
2: Wonderful. Yes. Um Sylvia Nix, as you may uh, if you do not know, is a drag performer specializing in horror-themed
3: uh performances. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Like, um
2: I, apologize. I do. No, <laughs> I no, did.
3: no, it's okay. I like I liken myself to be kind of like a a chameleon of drag of sorts. I focus mainly on comedy. Um, but I do have a huge love of horror and I actually did start as like a horror queen. Um, but, uh, over the years I decided to branch out and realize that I'm way stupider than I am spooky. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) uh,
2: you are on the right podcast.
3: (laughs) No. So like where I started out as like an Elvira, I kind of like over the years progressed into more of a Rhonda Shear character. Perfect. Yeah. That's that's awesome. (laughs) That's so awesome. Bubbly and dumb wonderful that's
2: I mean, I mean that's great i yeah. as long as you find uh to find what works for you and yeah. perfect um
3: this year i have been kind of uh putting my foot a little bit more in the door of horror just because um i just want to return to what made me like fall in love with drag to begin with and so a big part of that was like being inspired by characters like elvira and some of the horror divas that we'll be discussing later in today's episode so awesome yeah wonderful
2: Um, you, uh, when did you start all this then?
3: Oh God. Well, I've been playing around with gender since I was like 10. Okay. But I wouldn't say that I've been like a professional by any means until I was like 22, 23. So it's been a few years, but gotcha. Yeah. Wonderful.
2: Um, my, uh, Upcoming shows, yeah. Uh, yeah. Upcoming what, shows. What, what do you have,
1: say. especially for this month? Since I know you have some some major things coming up. Let's, oh my gosh. Uh, Big discussion time.
3: Yeah, no, it's going to be amazing. Thank you for letting me, like, plug these quick. Oh, of course, yes. Um, I'm not sure when this episode will be coming out, but... Uh, um, sometime
2: this yeah, week. Yeah, be this week. Sure.
3: So, Friday night, October 11th, I'll be doing a Hocus Pocus party at Dick's Milwaukee. Um, so, if you like the movie Hocus Pocus and you like drag, come to that. Um, I do, uh, the second Friday of every month, um, I do a different... Uh, drag show based on a different movie so november we'll have harry potter december we'll have gremlins nice. oh my god that's um, so great yeah um in bigger news this month i am hosting um this is its official halloween party uh, well not their official halloween party but their big saturday night halloween party um called horror gasmo which is a show that Jolin has known me to produce um, yes. for like several times over the past couple of years. But this year it's been growing and getting bigger. This particular edition of Horogasmo, we do have a special guest all the way from Los Angeles from the Amazon Prime original Dragula. Um, we have Frankie Doom, the runner up for season one and James Mansfield, hometown celebrity of RuPaul's oh, Drag Race. That's amazing. Yeah. That's,
2: that's so cool.
3: So, yeah, October 26th, come out to that one. Get really, really drunk. Watch me make an ass of myself. We that's could've... at this is it. Go and ahead. that yeah. is at this tits. is it. Tits. tits. Affectionately known yeah. as tits, yes.
1: <laughs> I think that's exactly how I phrased it. When I know. I was that's talking. why I said it. Maybe a like bit. a brief introduction on <laughs> the last episode. And I was like, officially known as tits.
3: Cause... Yes. Well, I, I think it's hysterical that Milwaukee's two big gay bars are dicks and tits. It's a yeah, good, idea. Yeah. Of fucking course they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. I still think
1: it's funny that there's like a super just normal, like a normal bar just called Dick's, but it's D-I-C-K-S, like downtown. Yeah. I think I was actually there.
3: You know, they once had a, a goat. They got in trouble for having a goat in their bar. Alive? Why did they
0: have the a goat? Like- goat? A
3: live goat? A live goat. Maybe this is something that I dreamed of, but I feel like if you <laughs> Google. <laughs> Like, goat and dicks, you will find the news article. Yes. I don't want to go that.
2: Everyone Google goat dicks as soon as, as
3: soon I as didn't even possible. put the two of two together, but. I, oh, my God. That'll be I amazing. Oh, God.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> I do really want to know now if dicks had a fucking goat in there. Because one, why? And two, if you did dream that, where did that come <laughs> from? I don't
2: know. Why the goat? My mind is uh, weird sometimes. I love it.
1: I love it. Yeah.
2: That reminds me back home. There was a grocery store that was rebranded as a Piggly Wiggly, but for the longest time it was just called Dick's. D I C K, aposh vs. Why? And um, I don't know why. Um, but we always called plastic grocery bags dicks bags because that's that's just the way it was. You could see where this is going.
0: Oh so like, God. I don't
2: remember who I was talking to, but I just casually was like, can you pass me one of those uh, dicks bags? And they're like, what the fuck do you want me to pass you? I'm like, I could see how this would be strange given that right? you don't oh, know amazing. what I'm talking about. You're
3: not from small town America. Yeah,
2: exactly. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's beautiful.
1: Oh, I love that story.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah so um yeah all you uh groovy ghoulies out there be on the lookout uh for the uh, uh shows that sylvia nix is gonna be performing Horror
1: orgasmo at. sounds like it's gonna be orgasmo awesome does this oh, yeah
3: that, time. that was the 22nd that is the 26th 26th not okay. only is it drag we do have burlesque too mm-hmm. there I, there's a lot of detailing details about orgasmo that i'm missing um so just find us on facebook find me like look it up it's going to be amazing it's always just an incredible party so unique and so different than anything that you'll see in Milwaukee. And I'm not just saying that to toot my own horn, but it is my baby and I'm proud of it. Good. It so it
1: very yeah. good. Yeah. For yeah. yeah. Orgasmo, like three or four years ago, was the first burlesque show I ever, like, guested in. Really? Mm-hmm. With uh, Anita Dagger. I was murdered. <sighs> and then uh, Kelsey. Oh, the as yeah. I think bit, Tommy yeah. Two Bones. Tommy Two Bones.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh takes me back.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Have you been in anything that she's produced? I was in... uh, I think the first Cream City Cabaret show that I put on. Yeah, at um, Company
3: Brewing? No, No. I
1: think the first one. Was at Frank's, right? Were you in the one at Frank's?
3: I wasn't the one at Frank's yeah. for the lobotomy post party. Yeah, and then I did the show with something to do. Yeah,
1: that was another like because yep. something to do was in both shows, I think. But yeah, so yeah, she's, you know,
3: I remember yeah. the second one, which is at the it was a River West Brewery. I can't remember which it, one. It is Company Brewing. Company Brewing, yeah, yeah and that's where and it I used met to be. Stonefly, Katie Cadaver.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said something to do
2: was playing. Yeah, the Scott was band. I at
1: that one? Probably.
2: Okay. Um, you probably yeah you've probably seen her you, perform. What act would you have performed? Because I'm like I'm trying to think. Like I feel like I've I'd, seen you
3: before. I did a dead toddler number. Dead toddler number. I don't know <laughs> something that would not fly. We nowadays. got it. we got into <laughs> dead baby jokes. Yeah. Already. there you go. Already. May,
2: that must. I don't think I was at that one. You I might I not been, have been. I've been the company brewing twice for shows that she's put on. And I'm tr- just trying. to I think
1: remember. I can't remember what the last two were. Honestly, it's been a while.
2: The last one I was at was last. Year oh yeah, October. The, the Brewers fucked up right before. Oh, that and then everybody sure. was in a
1: really bad mood.
2: I was in a great mood. I had to be in a great mood because you were panicking. Yeah, for your Edward I'm really Scissor bad Hans at. Re- <laughs> well, I'm not going
1: to say I'm really bad at running shows. I'm just really bad at staying sane while running shows.
2: What? You, not- were you running that show, yeah, d- or were you just in the Edward Scissorhands number, though?
1: Oh, that one I was just in. Okay. Oh, and that's why I was panicked because I was actually doing yeah. burlesque for the first time. America, I was stripping yeah, yeah. on stage.
2: Yeah, got my button on my coat caught in your fake. Went on a rider rig. Oh yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> I
2: want to come out and see one of your shows. So for those of you that have been following the podcast, I'm fucking broken and it's making the traveling difficult. But I want to come so, out. And- so
3: with with your your boot, you could definitely do an awesome Stephen Hawking costume <laughs> <laughs> or Magneto. Yeah. Um. See, that's the thing. It's like I hope I can actually walk
2: around because did you see Mandy? The, yes, I want to be Nicolas Cage from Mandy oh, okay. for Halloween. Dope. so yeah, very very that's what I'm. Hopefully, can walk around by that point. Otherwise, I yeah, I'll just be a just gimpy version of whatever just hobbling I around yeah, exactly because I'm I'm DJing for, for something and I'm gonna dress up in full Michael Myers costume. Oh,
3: sick! Or you know what you could do is you could just get your leg amputated mm-hmm. and you can go as was it Cherry Darling? Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! My yeah. God. I, mean, I would. <laughs> so much money to see I have a lot that. of yeah. shaving to do. <laughs> no, don't. Fair enough. Don't. Don't shave it. I was thinking <laughs> I could be a James
2: Khan from Misery. Oh, oh my
3: god. <laughs> I have a misery number that I do. What?
2: Really? Yeah.
3: Come to October 24th at This Is It. I'll oh be god. starring in a show with Milwaukee megastar Trixie Mattel. Oh my wow. god. That's yeah, fun. Doing a misery number. That's Holy amazing. fucking shit. Yeah. Well, that's, now
1: I need to, I yeah. need to do <laughs> that. That's pretty great. That's what I need to spend my life doing. Thank you amazing. for letting me plug another thing (laughs)
2: well since we're kind of going down that road now we had a little uh uh a icebreaker game if you will um did you who came up with That's this? Was
1: Sylvia's idea. Okay. I love it. I was I was unfamiliar
2: the, with this until like right before we started.
3: So three,
1: three movies to destir- to describe your persona, and we're actually all going to participate in this because I think it's fun.
3: Awesome. Yeah, I'm totally here for that. Do you want to start? Sure. So are we going to go like one and then one and then one and then another and then another and then another? Oh, I like that idea yeah. because
1: then
2: I can think of the ones on the fly. <laughs> cool. Because I I'm trying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Crying.
3: Um, so I think like uh, my number one the one that comes to mind immediately I take a lot of influence from the character of baby Firefly
1: oh hell
0: yeah
3: Um, just because I myself am kind of a psycho hillbilly and wonderful yeah so I'm gonna go with I knew, and you were so good for this podcast <laughs> you <Yeah>, just <laughs> fit right fucking you got the Rob Zombie reference yeah, every,
1: every episode for whatever reason we always find a reason to bring up Rob Zombie and it's never on purpose it Jesus just fucking just happens just a fucking
3: god yes <laughs> yeah no so I'm gonna go with House of a Thousand Corpses the devil Rejects is good too but like when you watch House of a Thousand Corpses you're taken into like this weird psychobilly like acid trip movie where it's like really colorful and then the baby Firefly character is just so much more twisted mm-hmm. like she Emphasizes her voice to do the run, little rabbit. Oh, shoo, yeah. shoo, said the maiden. Wow, maiden. Yeah. Oh my God, that's and good. like, I love Baby Firefly and I love Mama Firefly. And like, mm. it's just such a wonderful movie to me. And it speaks volumes to me to see a character like Baby Firefly because she is a rare instance of a female villain in a horror movie. That is maybe influenced by the men in her life, but twisted on her own merit. Oh, and hell yeah. I love crazy bitches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. yes.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah, um, I'm going to just... I'm going to... Not necessarily because there's any character in the movie I relate to, but I... The sensibilities and themes and style of the movie in general mm. is me. I'm gonna bring up Mandy again, sure, because it's a that weird blend of like
3: It's another psychobilly hyper colored yeah, yeah oh yeah.
2: But it's like it's it's a weird blend of like that like hyper realistic revenge story and like mm-hmm. Gonzo horror and like punk and metal culture that. I'm not the biggest punk or the biggest metalhead you're ever going to meet, but there's just enough in that movie that kind of speaks to me. Sure. Uh, the color magenta too apparently but um, no, just oh, I love, bisexual
3: lighting actually when we were first discussing like me being a guest on this podcast we were discussing talking about hyper colored horror mm. oh wow so that actually like kind of ties into that like I mean Mandy like House of a Thousand Corpses Night of the Creeps oh, yeah. oh, I'm, so Suspiria. I'm
2: here for like
3: mm. yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it's it's just one of those things where like there it's like and I'm also just a ravenous slut for the eighties. Sure. Yeah. Like and that that movie does it's like I've always praised that movie, like the eighties doesn't feel like a gimmick in it. Instead it feels like a way to make that kind of batshit movie that would come out in that era mm-hmm. of like that same era that like uh, I guess it takes place in the early '80s, so it wouldn't quite be like Hellraiser or right. stuff like that. I know what
3: you're saying. Like, it the '80s definitely has like the romanticized version that you would see in movies like um, It, yeah, or you know, TV shows like Stranger Things mm-hmm. or Summer of '84. But in that movie, it kind of hones in on the fact that the '80s were also. Th- like a really like I don't want to say grunge cuz that's not the word for it but they were very like blue collar yeah like, exactly
2: yeah. and that's uh, like even like the little details about like like Reagan being on the mm-hmm. the radio and mandy herself they're not exactly associated with the 80s but she's got her sabbath t-shirts on and her motley Crue t-shirts on and that sort of post manson hysteria like it's just this weird cultivation of like a fantasy 80s setting and that speaks to me like that gets me dripping wet so that's mandy is gonna be my first movie and that's Nicolas weird. Cage, of course, because yeah. not, not
3: the bees. <laughs> not the bees.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Crazy evil. <laughs> oh, that was so good. His, your impressions are just like on fucking point today. Uh, Madonna's he did, he did, a, six out, say, Madonna a six out of ten. Madonna was a six out of ten. That's fair.
3: Which is um, his
1: Tarantino is least an eight. At least I, an
2: eight. I appreciate I don't know if you heard the Tarantino. No, I would love so to, though. It, it'll Eventually. come naturally. All right. <laughs> I
1: guarantee it'll come naturally at some point. That's what she said. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Death Proof for God. me. That's Hell yeah. Me yeah because, good transition. Yeah, Tarantino's yeah. coming
2: naturally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: death but Proof. Yeah, <laughs> you know, badass girls, fucking stunt women, you know, derby chicks who are also the drivers, and fucking yeah. crazy gore, well-placed, and yeah.
3: Not to mention an homage to movies like Faster Pussycat Kill Fuck Kill. Yeah. kill like. Oh my God, I love
1: What's the Pussycat one? Kill Kill. What's the
2: Vanishing Point, because oh, they, yeah. uh, they literally reference the shit out yeah, of that yeah. movie.
1: I was, but, like, yeah. thinking about saying Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, but I actually didn't actually, well, I actually didn't remember. <laughs> but uh, I didn't see that movie until, like, a couple of years ago, because I found it. Um,
2: well, I feel bad for picking Mandy now, because that's literally oh, I mean, I suppose, old. I just,
1: no. Death Proof has been influencing me since I was, like, 14 years old. I found it at, like, a used movie store, and I was just like, this is going to be my life forever. And I've seen it, like... 200 times more than that I think and I know it word for word so Death Proof is definitely well I mean for badass
3: chicks I mean both of the Grindhouse movies are like hella dope Mm -hmm. especially I have to give it up for Robert Rodriguez for like saying fuck you to Harvey Weinstein and casting uh, Rose McGowan Yeah, Yeah. yeah dude Fucking a. And Robert, granted, that's not Death Proof, but
1: no, but yeah. I mean it's like the same. Grindhouse yeah, in issue.
2: general just makes me very happy. Oh, yeah. Right. We've done the roundabout on Death Proof a couple times, mm-hmm. but I, it, as a whole experience, I love Grindhouse. Yeah. So
1: mm-hmm. Death Proof is, is it's my whole heart.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, I'm so here for that. I love Tarantino in general. Mm-hmm. I know he can be problematic, but hey, like he knows his references. Oh that's yeah. True. And he knows how to celebrate the people that don't get celebrated so
2: yes very yeah. true very
3: true that's true what would you say is number two my number two is night of the demons yes, yes. um speaking of the 80s i love the 80s i love cheesy shit i love practical effects and i love movies that completely rip off the evil Dead. <laughs> but most <laughs> importantly i love badass chicks in horror and we have like three badass women in horror and Night of the Demons. Hell yeah. Like Angela and um what's... uh
1: The blonde chick? Is that her? Yeah. She's in like so it. many different horror movies. She's also trash, which I love. I right. right. Atlanta, Linnea Quigley. There um, we go. I
3: can't remember her character name. But so you have Linnea Quigley, you have Angela, and uh the final girl trope, which has the twist of having the final girl and a black guy who doesn't die in a horror movie.
2: Nice. And
3: this came out in like 84, 85. That's So it was great. really like kind of transgressive and just the comeuppance of like the old man at the end and there's just so much like gruesome, bloody, disgusting things. And one thing that I absolutely love, Bauhaus <laughs> in a horror movie <laughs> that isn't pretentious as fuck like The Hunger. <laughs> That's pretty true. <laughs> uh yeah. And I mean Angela's dance, like you talk about some of the most iconic moments in horror, and so many of them are just gruesome deaths. And they don't emphasize like what is like what is horror at the heart of it. And it's not always dying. Yeah. And I think the thing that I love so much about the scene of Angela's dance is it's a moment where you see that something is not right, but you're not picking up on it. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So when you see her like the devil is in her, or a demon is in her, because she's an amazing dancer, and uh, I just think that's such a great metaphor for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
2: yeah, that's that's awesome. I I forget already. This is just <laughs> this is just movies in general, right? Yeah, um, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, if you
1: want to stray from horror, go ahead.
2: Okay, because I. I all right, cool. <laughs> I'm definitely. Admittedly, from my horror. next
1: one is like not quite horror either. It's like because so, I I
2: yeah. I'm sure. picking. We're versatile. I've, I've decided my other two, and I have wanted to pick uh, different genres for each. Yeah. Um, I'm counting Mandy as a horror movie, so it's fair, deal with it. Yeah. Um, my next one mainly. This will probably sound narcissistic, but like I've drawn parallels to this next one in my own life quite a few times, and it's also one of my like top five favorite movies. Is I keep hitting the table. Graham's probably going nuts. Um, right, ne- uh, the next one is Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
3: Hmm. Oh, um, for uh, here I was thinking you were going to say something that's still in the realm of horror. Oh, totally no, yeah, horror, yeah. horror. I am totally no, yeah, I I've f-
2: gone. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> um I've. It's interesting to me because, like, I wouldn't say at any point there are a couple different reasons why this next one I think fits in with me again. Slot for the '80s, that's a big part of it, but mm. it also it comes down to through different periods. In my life, I've found myself relating to both Ferris and Cameron. I'm not gonna because like Ferris in that movie is mm-hmm. like w- way more popular. He like transcends like the the cliques of that sure. era. Like the slots, dweebies, dickheads, they all adore him. Like yeah. that's <laughs> the whole point of Ferris Bueller. Um But I I've simultaneously in different points of my life identified with Ferris and then other times identified with Cameron, which I think is really interesting for a movie to do where Mm -hmm. like at your best day you could be Ferris Bueller where like I'm not going to name any names but I've like toted around the anxious friend who like doesn't want to do anything wrong or like yada 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 and there have been days where like i feel like everyone is so far past the realms of like even hanging out with me that i feel more like cameron and i think the other reason why this oh, i movie... want to hang
3: out with you any day of the well, week i,
2: I appreciate <laughs> that i appreciate that i think the other reason why this movie describes me though too is this movie to me is like that perfect day yeah like i'm sure it is for a lot of people like oh i'm breaking new territory um that this is that like perfect day where like everything is going right and i'm happy and it like everything this just evokes like if everything was going right in my life this is what i would want it that would be the day that That would would be the day so yeah that's my second movie
1: that's fair
3: and much like cameron that Ended up being his best day. True.
2: Best day of his life. There you go.
1: I'm like, not a toss up because it's like, I just keep thinking about how many movies that I liked so much that I got them tattooed on my body. And I have several of those. (laughs) So uh, I don't want to say The Shining, but I'm going to say The Shining. Fuck yeah. Just because it's like, I fucking. It's the
3: best movie ever made.
1: Well, yeah. And all all aspects of it, though I just because I've read the book like three times, and yeah. I I wrote my own script version of the film that's like a mix of the book and the movie.
3: I would love to read that.
1: <laughs> I, awesome. I have yeah. a copy at home, so if <laughs> you want, um, but, do so a
2: stage play as on the podcast. That'd
1: be so. I would so fucking do that. It'd be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, Ten but part
3: podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah be for one for three hour long episode. <laughs> yeah, it
1: be long. Well, actually, this one it's shorter than the the original Shining, so because I think I think mine ended up being like a hundred pages or something.
2: It was about an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. not for a read through, but for roughly for a movie. Yeah. Anyway. So it's not bad. <laughs> so it's
1: not bad. But uh, yeah. So, and I have the maze tattooed on my legs. So I feel like I got to be pretty dedicated <laughs> to that. Pretty bitchin'. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen that? I haven't. It's on It's the back of my thigh. It's like oh just my God. The, the maze from The Shining.
3: One day, I haven't quite figured out when it's happening, but I'm also getting um the carpeting Oh, that's
1: awesome. Oh, I love Oh, cool.
2: That. That's so yeah. fucking cool.
3: I want, like, oh, I hate to be that person who talks about tattoos that they don't have yet, but I've always wanted, like, just the big piece dedicated to my love of, like, scary movies. Yeah. And I would want, like, Elvira and Susie Banyan and then just some kind of incorporation of, like, some, all of my, like, favorite horror movies, but with the carpeting from The Shining in the mm-hmm. background. Fuck yeah, I love that. Yeah. We'll awesome. be sisters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that. I love that so much. Yeah,
3: spooky sisters. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right,
1: so I, I did my spiel. What about number
3: three? My number three is a movie that, uh, much like Mandy, just came out recently. Um, so hi, everybody. Um, my name is Sylvia Nix. I love cats, and I'm a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going with The Love Witch. Nice. <laughs> um an amazing amazing movie um directed by anna biller uh feminist horror and it's feminist horror done right so fucking right it's like based in the mod 60s and it's about this witch who uh she's a satanist and she kills men to get what she wants i love it and it's a really beautifully shot movie the fashion in it is amazing and if I were to ever grow up, I would want to be Elaine, the main character. (laughs) She's like, I don't know, everything that I would want to be in the world. Just a fucking killer (laughs) bitch. (laughs) That's legit. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. And like I love like she's so like almost innocent seeming, where she's like, Well, I just want to fall in love, and then she fucks them and kills them.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing. Also, like, meet in a burlesque bar. Like, Uh she would meet, like, a few other people. Yeah. Okay, I remember. She would meet
3: her fellow Satanists. Yeah. There's also a couple of spells that, like,. You know, she casts and like uses her period blood and then buries it in the ground. Oh, and yeah. it's it's that kind of feminist movie where like they're not afraid to like just get downrighting in your face about it. That. And right. it's so, much. so almost like as I said, it's innocent seeming, mm. yeah, which adds to like how disturbing like the concept actually is. but it's such a fun watch, true. Yes,
1: yeah. I love that I still movie. need to see that. It looked really good. I remember. What is that on? That's on a streaming service, Um now, It was
3: right? one of. I want to say, and I'm I'm sure that there are people listening who will correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say that it was one of the er, very first Amazon originals. I think
1: yeah, because I think I remember seeing it on Amazon. I'm not sure if it. I'm, yeah, you, you might be right because I feel like I was looking I think, through Amazon. Yeah, originals I think and, so
2: because I remember. Well, I remember. This was. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's been a while already, but I remember seeing uh trailers for it uh, because the Oriental is showing yeah. it yeah and
3: actually that was the what introduced me to it um you I was part of the Rocky Horror Picture Show cast for a while and so I don't- yeah that's how i got my start in drag that's awesome awesome. um but yeah i mean that being said i still go back and see the cast from time to time if i ever have a saturday night off which is very few and far between um and the last time i went to the rocky horror picture show there was a preview for um the love witch and I fell in love with the Mm trailer so i had had to go out and i am the type of person where like I don't care if I'm going to like the movie or hate the movie. I have to own the movie, so I bought a hard copy of it. I get that. It. That's I fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's honestly, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah.
3: I own some of my least favorite movies, and I refuse to sell them. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's like they just sit there collecting dust.
1: I, I understand that though yeah. <laughs> it's really hard for me to part with movies even if I never watch it I'm just like this is mine and I can watch it whenever I want now so I'm gonna keep it that way. This makes yeah. me
2: so happy because I was just talking to people and I have constantly talked to people that are so digital forward yeah. oh, and yeah. I totally get it but like I logged because I like I wanted to keep a log so I could like look up if like so I don't buy doubles or anything. Sure, I have like close to, like 400 movies now. So load. yeah, like...
1: I have a coffin bookshelf full of movies and so, I'm very yeah. proud of it. <laughs> I love (laughs) I'm
3: not gonna even tell you guys, but I have you both beat. fair enough. I love this. You belong. here. I mean, yeah,
2: exactly. I'm still, yeah, buying like. Come over. Come
3: see my living room. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome.
2: Legit. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, but as I said, it does get bad because there are some movies that I fucking hate that I own. Yeah, (laughs) the Hurt Locker. <laughs> oh, fair. Yeah, never,
2: I've never seen the Hurt Locker. Really? I've, I mean,
3: I'm, the director has done so much better.
2: Is that's, uh Catherine Bigelow? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've
3: only seen Near Dark. Yeah, and Near Dark is so good.
2: I mean, I love Bill Paxton. Bill yeah. Paxton's the reason why I wanted to be a storm chaser for a majority of my life. So
3: I'm here for that.
2: <laughs> Twister. If you didn't get the punchline. <laughs> With um, a cow. Only. Yes, another cow.
3: <laughs>
2: I think that was the same one. Um, we
3: are rural hillbilly
1: kids. Aren't yes, we really, we, we really
0: are. That's
1: well, so I mean, funny. I grew
2: up in a pretty rural town, so I think
1: mine's smaller
2: than yours. Yours is definitely smaller yeah, than mine, but I, I also I, I mean, look at me. <laughs> um. Oh, shit, it's me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I lied when I was going to say I was going to do something in different genres because I changed my mind. Instead, I'm going to do different aspects of film that I relate to, and I'm going to gloat about My one of my tattoos. Oh, Oh, I love that. I'm gonna talk about a little movie you may have heard of called Halloween. Of course. I feel like never heard of Halloween. I feel like
1: if you didn't say that one, I would be like, Who are you? Well, fair. I was I almost said
2: (laughs) I almost said El Mariachi, but it's for the same reason as what I'm gonna talk about with Halloween. Halloween the reason why I have the tattoo, other than because I love this fucking design and I it's love cool. the movie, that's a
3: that's a dope tattoo. Yeah,
2: I spent a lot of fucking money on it. Um, I love Halloween because Halloween is what got me, like, whole into filmmaking. Uh, how you don't know this? I was started going to UW Milwaukee for school sure. and stopped because school is kind of a farce. Yeah. Um. And because what I want to do with film, I don't really need to go to school with because I want to be an independent filmmaker for the most part, making weird shit that isn't going to get me to Hollywood and get me an Oscar. And they're
3: not going to teach you that in film. school. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, grandma. Um, (laughs)
2: The thing about Halloween and like the same reason, like I could list a ton of movies like El Mariachi, Night of the Living Dead, like a ton of low budget movies that I've watched endlessly with bonus features, commentaries, behind the scenes, yada yada yada, and it's been my film school, Mm -hmm. and that's part of the the duality of why I have this tattoo is not because I love the movie and love horror movies, but because. It's been such an inspiration for me for filmmaking in general because if you, it's like a, watching low budget movies can be a crash course on how to make. Movie, right. well,
3: especially ones that are good.
2: Especially ones that are good, yeah. yes, because you can see that you don't need a big Hollywood budget to make something that works right. really, really well. That's the same reason why I could say El Mariachi or Night of the Living Dead for the same reasons. Right. But I brought up Halloween because we were talking about tattoos. Fair. So that's, that's why I brought up Halloween. I think this you would appreciate
3: you. the fact that John Carpenter is my favorite director of all time.
2: Well, perfect, because he's yeah. my favorite director of all time. Yeah, oh, look friends. at that. We're all best friends. <laughs>
3: We just became best buds. Do you want to go do karate in the garage?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> okay. As soon as my foot heals, oh, shit. <laughs> it'll be just karate with crutches. <laughs> uh,
1: Your turn, champ. Okay, I feel like I, I'm gonna feel the judgment really fast soon, but I realize that I can't not mention this movie. Reap all the genetic opera. I know new? it's a, I know
3: that's one of those movies that I own that I hate I, <laughs> I I've never
1: seen it I've seen it so many times and when I are you
2: the person I talked to that owned it like three times or was that someone else, else okay
1: um because I like I, I found it on DVD when I was like it, it had to have been near when it first came out because it came out in like what 2009 earlier yeah
3: yeah, I mean it was during the peak of Paris Hilton's relevance, Yeah. either that or her resurgence where she was getting famous for it was being like, killed in horror movies. Yeah, it was like
1: her house of wax face. Yeah. So I think it was yeah. around 2009 because that was when I was like 14 and I had terrible taste, but I was so excited. Hey.
3: <laughs> I mean, the thing is is like it's so easy for like people to make fun of the movie. I I you know, no offense, like I don't like it, it's not my yeah. taste, but it's cool. Like
1: and my my just my thing was it was like it was an actual rock opera like they, right. they fucking went for it mm-hmm. and it was just all music and all gory and it was just like goth kind of steampunky stuff and at You'll the time I was just, see
3: another movie like it never
1: never ever never and fucking Alexa Vega so bad in that oh movie. she's in that yeah she's interesting the, she's like the lead but
2: that's I didn't know that uh, is Bill like Mosley Anthony, in that.
1: Yeah. yes he Bill Mosley plays one of the brothers. He of posts Paris, to call him Paris chop Helden. Top. yeah, yeah. yeah. and
2: uh, Otis with me Otis, yep. <laughs> yeah he, he and, posts uh, about that a lot on Instagram so I thought so, I saw it's that It's so
1: fun yeah. and terrible but it's like it's also because from that they made the Devil's Carnival, which I don't know if you ever saw that, but that's actually like it's beautifully done and it's yeah. really weird and uh, I saw the road show for the sequel that they made called Alleluia. And Emily Autumn was in that. Um, Oh, that's
3: yeah. I'm I'm unaware, but I Mm -hmm. do like me some Emily Autumn. Yeah, no. So
1: they they went on to make a lot of really interesting stuff. And Terrence Zdunich, I don't know how to say his last name, but it's like it's like Z D U N I C H. Yeah, I I got it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he went on to do some like really cool things, and he has like this crazy cult following now. Um, that I kind of fell off of because they they made this thing called American Murder Song, and they they Mm. made like murder ballads. Um, he and uh, him and Sar Hendelman I want to say is his name but because Sar worked on The Devil's Carnival a little bit and I don't know they just went on to do a lot of really beautiful music and he's just incredibly talented and I met him once and I was very excited about it and I just I, I love the whole thing so it's All like right. watching Repo is just sort of like it reminds me of the things that they went on to do and it and so it's just sort of like it's part of my soul now. <laughs> right. And so it got a
3: special place in your heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, much in the same vein as like a lot of people draw comparisons from repo to the Rocky Horror Picture show. I hate that though. I it, don't think it, that's appropriate. I, I agree. I don't like that they are compared just because they're two rock and roll musicals that yeah. have influences of horror, but at the same time like because they do draw those comparisons, there's a lot of fans of both.
1: Yeah.
3: And so it 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 does make sense to me and you know, like I see why people love it so much and I'm not trying to be that asshole who's gonna like completely shit on it but I it,
1: understand why you don't like it though I right. understand why anybody wouldn't like but it but in
3: the same vein uh, for people of a certain age to see Repo the genetic opera that's mm-hmm. gonna speak to them the same way that Rocky Horror spoke yeah. to people of like my age mm-hmm. and so like when I see that and I see like Paris Hilton getting killed once again and, and it's this amazing like, like oh, yeah okay. So and all these like amazing displays of gore I just, just hope that the kids who are going to be watching Repo the Genetic Opera in 10 20 years fall in love with movies like House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah, because they saw Repo the same way that I fell in love with movies like Tarantula and The Invisible Man because mm-hmm. I saw Rocky Horror. Fuck, right. yeah. Yeah. Fuck Yeah, so
2: that's awesome. I think we, yeah, so you all know us a lot better now
1: no, as a true. result. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I was having a lot of difficulty because I'm like I talk about a lot of movies a lot of times and I have a lot of movie tattoos about things that I like care about but what really talks about me and I'm like those, those three
2: it's a very interesting yeah. question I've never stopped to think about that yeah. before. I mean Halloween I knew because that was the whole reason why I got the tattoo Yeah, it's you but it's just me it's it's just
3: you. do you guys have any Halloween. like fun honorable mentions
1: I was I was very close to saying Fast and Post Get Killed Killed because I have a Tora Satana tattoo and oh, I love her oh my god she's love amazing her.
2: I I think going back to what I was bringing up, I don't, I would have said Twister then, Sure. just because like Twister had a lot of impact on my youth, but it also reminds me of like family and like small town USA yeah. because it's it's like people uh, probably have memories of watching movies with their family. Mine is always going to be that. That's one of those movies that me and my dad have always bonded over yeah. and stuff like that. So that's but that one as when as the more I grow up, that one doesn't like speak as much. To me or of me. I still watch it. I still yeah. it's like comfort food, but it's
3: like No, oh, I I totally get it. Twister came out in the exact right like at the exact right age for me. I was six years old and living in small town USA. Right. <laughs> like seeing like that movie was pretty cool like yeah. it's one of those movies that like kind of if you are of the right demographic it really gets you
2: well and i just re-watched it the other day and because my girlfriend had never seen it and she was like let's watch twister and i'm like fuck yeah let's watch yeah. twister for the most part with a few glaring exceptions the special effects hold up pretty good too. Yeah. and i think that's because they're doing like clouds and not like something that you need to like believe is there per se. It's
3: like uh, watching The Mist to me like The Mist is a great movie but those special effects do not hold up. Mm -hmm. I
1: hate seeing that. Well that was like uh, I saw a fucking
3: A Quiet Place is already like that for me. Oh really? I guess
1: I haven't I haven't watched it recently. Um It's better in theaters. Have you seen Basket Case on a on a big screen? Have I seen Basket Case? Have you, have I, I love Hen
3: and Lauder. He's like my trashy like oh my God, yes. Yeah. This is the
1: <laughs> <a> best podcast. <laughs> but so I saw it on a big screen yeah. when the music box was playing it, and those wigs look so bad.
3: But they are so good yeah, for well, it. Well yeah. But it's you know, just like
1: I that apologize real
2: quick because something set off the Bixby on my phone. So if you hear something strange and weird in the background, it's because my phone was talking for the past like 30 seconds. I didn't realize it. Exactly. it. So yeah. I'm sorry. Please continue. Oh, no. That was Hemant pretty, much, yeah, that was pretty
1: much it. I was. Just, I mean, I was just pretty much talking about the. I should have said Frankenhooker. I love Frankenhooker. Yeah. Well, um, I,
2: yeah, I fucking, I showed you brain damage. Yeah. Well, we both experienced oh brain God. damage yeah. for have the you first seen the time.
3: Wolves the Brain, d- uh, um, Basket Case? No. Two and three? No. So I probably have the world record of the most annotations on IMDb about the Basket Case trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> because they're so referential of each other. Oh, it's the amazing. worst trilogy, but I love it so I much. To, I need to see those so bad. I think for me, my honorable mentions would probably be The Witch. Oh yeah, oh, that nice. one's really yeah. good. Um being a Satanist, it's obvious. Fair okay. Enough. And then um, as we've discussed, I have a special place in my heart for sleepaway camp.
1: Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Well I actually both um, one and two. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. So because Sylvia has like a, a true love for queer horror and the eighties B movies and stuff like that, I was like I and I'm still curious because there's to me, I feel very I feel weird about Sleepaway Camp because I think it's a great story and I think it's a great movie and I love the sequel and they're both amazing. But there's like a there's a character arc with uh, the Angela. Do yeah, spoil? Angela. Can we
3: spoil things? Yeah, I, I mean, think.
2: I mean, I know the twist. I feel, I feel like, like this is one of the better do. known twists okay. in yeah. horror movies.
1: Yeah. But so it's a. Essentially She's not that, a she. <laughs> well, she was, well, she was a male at birth who was raised as a female. And then that's sort of like revealed when it's revealed that she is also the killer. So it's like...
3: It's very, it's a very touchy subject in 2019. So like watching Sleepaway Camp in today's society Mm -hmm. feels kind of weird, especially being so involved in the queer community. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, I'm not going to speak on one way or another. I'm not a trans woman. I'm not a trans man. Like, so I don't have... I I don't have... I I can't say like... (laughs) What's, what are the words that I'm looking for? My opinion
2: on it... You can't speak on behalf of right. people that identify like that? Right. Or, exactly. Okay.
3: So I can't speak for people who identify um, as trans. But what I can say is everybody that Angela killed deserved it. Yeah, sucked major dicks. Yeah. Bunch of dicks. They were assholes. Angela was not, like, killing people willy-nilly just because. Yeah. Right. And, like, she did not... Like, she was not. She was raised as the sex that she wasn't, like, identifying as. Mm -hmm. So, that puts a lot of pressure on people who have to grow up that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, when I see that movie, I kind of like, I'm not saying that, like, the director was right or wrong Mm -hmm. to do or say what he had said. But what is refreshing is seeing the sequel. Mm-hmm. and seeing that she has embraced herself as a woman yeah. and became a badass and killed regardless yeah. and she's doing what's awesome what what makes her happy and honestly she is a m- more hysterical villain than mm-hmm. Chucky she is more brutal than Freddy or Jason It's true and it's just a dumb enjoyable movie
1: I can I can totally agree yeah. plus something i kind of enjoy that like even modern movies sometimes have difficulty with like she She's played by female characters. Yeah, you know, even though I like, met
3: Felissa Rose like three times, she's one of the most fun. fun people to talk to. That's awesome. Mainly because she's never sober, but. Well,
1: I can, <laughs> I can only imagine. But that's like, I mean, so many. I mean, even stories now, it's like if it's a trans woman, it'll be played by a man who's mm-hmm. like dressed as a woman, and that's so terrible. And they never did that. So, I mean, in a, in a sense, it was ahead of its time in that way. Yeah. So there's something to be said about that. I well, think. and it's really
3: cool, too, because, like, in the movie, Angela never really had a voice until she was revealed as the killer, mm-hmm. which that was voice enough for her. And then she um, became a bad bitch. And then she became a bad bitch. And then we don't talk about any of the movies after two.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> How many <laughs> like of them did they fair. make? I know there's three of them. So there's the three in the original trilogy, which the third was fine. Mm <laughs> hmm. It wasn't that, that sounds like Matt. Yeah. That inflection, the
1: same thing. I say that a lot. <laughs> Whenever he's like a fucking, I'm not a fan of this. That's how he says it. Yeah. That's well. Fucking, <laughs>
3: it's and then, fine. yeah, no, it, it was fine. <laughs> like, this
1: is so fucking funny. I'm
3: sorry. I'll watch it if I have right, to. Right. I get and that. And then there's sleepaway camp four, and then there's return to sleepaway camp. I Re- did
1: not even know those existed. Yeah. yeah I, sleepaway this,
3: camp. Yeah. This four? is
2: ringing more bells now. Yeah.
3: So four is kind of like a clip show. Um, you'd, you can totally skip it and mm. be fine. Return to Sleepaway Camp came out in like two thousand seven. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. And um, they brought back Felissa Rose and a couple of the original cast, and it's just I can't remember it. Right. So, yeah.
2: So sometimes that's the worst offense if a movie right. is this just is like, like not forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a question regarding. Uh, queer horror sim- cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, it's kind of a weird question. Yes,
3: it is true. Friday the, or Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is the gayest movie. Oh of my all God, time. it's so that's gay. <laughs> oh, it's so gay.
2: Legitimately, what I was going to ask, but I was more going to ask, is that something that we, like the community has embraced? Or is it something that people are like, that's gay. And everyone's like, yeah it's gay and like i just was wondering what the so, politics of it are more or less
3: what i've encountered in terms of queer horror cinema and talking to queer people who love horror it doesn't matter how a gay person is portrayed in horror mm-hmm. we kind of latch onto those characters regardless okay um i, feel
2: that. I guess because it's probably a shallow Right. market there's yeah. not
3: a whole lot of gay characters so we take what we can especially when it comes to like bigger bigger budget movies like that mm-hmm. like a <laughs> nightmare on elm street too. Right. um so yeah i mean i think it's become very embraced in the community that being said all of these movies are divisive you mm-hmm. can't have a gay character in any movie and not have opinions on both sides oh, right yeah, yeah. For sure
1: I think my favorite part about that Nightmare on Elm Street, though, is the fact that like it was not intended to be gay at all, and
3: no, the director yeah. didn't even know that he was making I a know, gay movie. And
1: it's just so isn't there hilarious. a
2: documentary coming out about that mm. about mm. that actor? Oh, that oh, yeah, I don't. I don't think, know. think so. it, I think it's called Scream, comma Queen, My oh, Nightmare on yes. Elm Street. <laughs> Cute. I think I it's called that. My Nightmare on Elm Street, or that's like the, the subtitle. The subtitle. You know what
3: I my favorite queer horror movie is? What is it? Fright Night. Oh, really? Hmm. Fright Night. It's so gay. Like, <laughs> what's his name? The vampire. Um, I'm bad with character names. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, God. If you're playing the drinking game, Jolene has to Google something.
3: Finish your drink. <laughs> um. Anyway, so um, he's played by Chris Sarandon, who's hot as fuck. Um, oh, Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you're introduced to the character of him, and he's living with, like, You have to really read between the lines, but it's his gay husband, because think of it. How perfect is that? If a vampire is gay, nobody's going to question why they're older, why they're rich, and why they don't have kids. Oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) And every time Charlie Brewster is caught peering in by his girlfriend, he always has a quick excuse as to why he's looking in on the hot neighbor vampire dude. His name's Jerry. Uh, Jerry. Jerry Dandridge. Yeah. Yep. yep. Jerry Dandridge and Charlie Brewster. Oh, Scariest vampire of all
1: time, <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> oh, that's fucking. Funny.
2: I've actually never seen Friday Night. You really
3: should. Don't. I know. I want to. Yeah. Don't. Um. By God, don't watch the remake. Yeah. Colin, yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh God. But not yeah, good. No, mm-hmm. not at all. But not, not gay. I have had many a fantasy about Charlie Brewster and Jerry Dandridge. <laughs> <so>.
1: <laughs> well, um, do we want, do we want to go from here to uh our Individual recommendations for our end of episode October thing. Yeah, sounds good to me. That? Okay, Who? you can start. Oh no, that's not why I did this. I don't even know what I'm going to say yet.
2: <laughs> I'll start if you. Matt will start. That'll I'll start. start and I'll pass the ball to Sylvia. There we go. Um, Thank you.
1: Uh,
2: once again, if you are friends with me on Facebook, um, I watch a horror movie a day, post about it on Facebook. Oh eight. my
3: God, same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: A, because They're best friends. We're best, <laughs> friends. We're best friends. We're best friends. <laughs> a, because I'm narcissistic, and B, because I want to expose people to movies that maybe they've never heard of. Sure. Um, again, and I keep fucking plugging movies that I actually am not watching as a part of my like list, but I've fallen behind the list because I've been watching the Hammer Dracula movies. Oh, so good. Christopher Lee, uh, for the most part in the series, plays Dracula. I have... I should just impulse bought like five of them. Um, my favorite out of the ones I watched was taste the blood of Dracula. Okay. They have a pretty loose continuity. So if you want to check this out, you might, it, it picks up where the one before it left off. So you'll see like why Dracula's dead and why he's being resurrected. But beyond that, there's no carryover characters. So it doesn't really matter. Um, this one was my favorite be just because like it's the opening is kind of like grim and mean spirited and dark. It's about like these three old guys who like go out on the town every once a month and like fuck around in holes and they're like ex- trying to experience all these weird pleasures and they're like getting bored and so like the,
3: Hellraiser yeah but and, like in the 60s exactly <laughs> and there's
2: like this this nutso count who is like uh, and of course because it takes place in like the early 1900s is, like blacklisted he was uh, abandoned by his, or uh, disowned by his family because he's like a satanist and a cultist and whatever and he wants to resurrect Dracula and they have this really creepy ritual to resurrect Dracula and then and the rest of the movie isn't as good as, like, the opening, but the yeah. characters are strong enough, and there's some really good, gruesome highlights for it coming out in, like, 1970 sure. proper. That uh, it, was, it was pretty fucking good. Good atmosphere, uh, nice autumny feel, and fucking castles and graveyards. What more do you want? So Taste the Blood of Dracula is my re- recommendation.
3: I'll probably definitely check that out. Hammer Horror, in general, has had some of the greatest movies ever made. oh yeah i just Fuck, watched yeah. uh blood on satan's claw last week oh nice yeah, that's a damn good one yes um oh i guess it's my recommendation so um i'm gonna kind of dig one up from the vaults um i think that everybody needs to watch japanese horror more oh
1: hell yeah i like where this
2: is going
3: yeah uh, <laughs> japanese and korean or in general um Just because some of the greatest ghost stories come out of that. And ghost stories are one of my favorite like subgenres. Fuck yeah. And they
1: have such a variety of ghosts. Yes. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Right.
3: So the one that I'm going to go with is um, an anthology from, I want to say, 1964. It's called uh, Kwai Dan. Spelled K-W-A-I-D-A-N. All of the sets are painted. It's an absolutely gorgeous movie. Nice, um, it like the Cabinet of, of Dr. Caligari. Yeah, yeah. Reminds it reminds me of like the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. It also reminds me a lot of like if Mario Bava was mm-hmm. Japanese. Oh wow! Mm. Like
1: that sounds great. I haven't yeah. seen this. It's gorgeous. Yeah, ah. It is an absolutely
3: gorgeous movie, and it's very haunting. And um, it's so the the running time is very frightening. It's about two and a half, three hours. OK, yeah, I mean,
1: if, if it's an anthology, though, I feel like that's tolerable.
3: Yeah. You can kind of break it up into parts, too. Mm. So it's like one of those movies where you can turn it off and then pick up mm-hmm. the, for, during the next um, see um, scene in the anthology. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's a beautiful movie. Um, some of the best ghost stories I've ever like seen. Um, and... um. There's not a whole lot of movies from the '60s in Japan that have kind of translated well to American audiences, right? Yeah, and this is one that I think does that. That and Oni Baba. So mine is Quiet and once again, K W A I D A N. Sold.
1: Yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. um, so I've been trying to stick to movies that I've discovered this year because I can't fucking remember for the life of me what I recommended last year, and I can, rem- I can imagine that everything. <laughs> that I'm like, oh, people might not know about this movie. I should recommend this. I probably already said last year. So I'm just like, one thing I was discussing yesterday was fucking Return of the Swamp thing. And I, because I hadn't seen that b- before Return this year. Swamp. Well, and it's like, I didn't know that uh, Jim Wern- mm-hmm. Um, he, so he's directed, he directed that, and he also directed Chopping Mall, which is amazing. And, and so, so much bad, porn. bad, but so good. But so much porn. He did yeah. so much porn. I've been like, I looked <laughs> through it. Yeah, he directed <laughs> so much porn. I was like looking through his filmography because uh, my friend Jason, who I work with, was... Uh, I put it on, and he was just like, dude, did you know that this guy also did Chopping Mall? And I was like, what? No. And then he was just like, yeah. And then a whole bunch of porn. I was like, can't be that much porn. But I looked through his pornography <laughs> and it was like fucking 20 things. It before can't I could, be that much. 20 it things, and they're so all much. like it shitty
3: 42nd Street cinema.
1: Well, it's like, and it's like... <laughs> if you can call it cinema. Right, yeah. yeah. I think I saw a title called The Hills Have Thighs.
2: Nice.
3: Okay, full disclosure. You guys are about to learn something about me that Woo. I when I was a kid I loved what we called Skinamax just because the movies had a plot and they were all dumb yeah I wasn't jerking it to any of them. But they're they're (laughs) fucking stupid. Oh, hi.
2: We just had had some uh, groovy ghoulies join the set, walked in on Sylvia talking about jerking it. (laughs) It No, but
3: I wouldn't be, but like. Not jerking it. Here's the thing Skinamax movies are fucking stupid and enjoyable. And so The Hills Have Thighs is one of those movies that would pop up, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I need to
1: see it now. It was like, it was the only title that stuck out, but I saw a lot of like horror porn yeah. stuff and I'm just like, this guy's amazing. Yeah. And then Return of the Swamp Thing has starring Heather Locklear and it's just, it's garbage Whoa. and wonderful garbage.
3: A porn director was able to cast Heather Locklear?
1: No, I mean- Not in- for a porn,
3: no. sure, but- Nonetheless, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I mean,
2: I'm sure she didn't look up his IMDb or I, I, well, I don't yeah, think well IMDb time, existed probably, at the yeah. time of Return of the Swamp <laughs> I wasn't being entirely serious.
1: So that's my recommendation for this episode. If you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. I actually haven't even watched it with sound on yet because I keep putting it on when I'm in the bar. Mm. But so I might go home and watch that. In yeah,
3: fact. <laughs> you gotta. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I think that'll do
2: it for this week. Sylvia, thank you so much for thank being you. on the I'm episode.
3: So, so that I just told everybody that I loved watching.
1: Skinamax? Oh yeah. no, okay. you're, you're among <laughs> friends. Okay. What I say <laughs> welcome, to, right welcome to that's about par for the course. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh Jolynn, thank you as always. Oh, my pleasure. This Graham, was fucking you great. did the best you could do. We all Good. watch skim axe. <laughs> cool. Um oh yeah, and this is the part where Matt bungles the outro, so <laughs>
0: bye. <laughs>